0: What's up, y'all, and welcome into the Jack Vita Show. We are live right now on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Jack Vita, alongside a great friend of the podcast,
1: Anthony Franz. Welcome back. It's great to be here, Jack. and ready to talk some baseball. It's been a fun season so far.
0: Yeah, very fun season. Uh, we have so many things to touch on today. This is our All-Star Break podcast. We're we have a tough show right here because we're up against the Major League Baseball draft. So I, I don't know if we're dipping into their ratings a little bit. I apologize to <laughs> Major League Baseball, but
1: hey, we're here we are. Yeah. I mean, it, it probably is. Like, I mean, so many people watching that draft, they're, they're here now. They're watching the Jack Beaters show to see what we have to say. Yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, hey, maybe one of these years we'll be live at the draft and we'll be, you know, hey. up against MLB Network doing our own coverage.
1: Hey, let's
0: do it, man. So, uh, yeah, greetings to those who are listening to the audio feed. You can check out our video on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Subscribe to this podcast if you're listening to the audio feed. Or if you're watching the video, subscribe to wherever it is that you get your podcast. We got a lot coming up, Anthony. Uh, Do you like sports movies?
1: Oh, yeah, I do like sports movies. Who
0: doesn't? Good, because we are going to be starting our sports movie bracket a week from okay. now 128 movies in this bracket
1: wow i saw i saw you post about that on social media and i was looking forward to seeing the bracket i didn't realize there's going to be 128 i didn't uh, either crazy <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow i started making it and it was like i don't want to exclude anybody you know try to be inclusive and reach everybody with this show make content that everyone can enjoy and so as I was making the list, I was like, there's so many of these that are good. Some that aren't good that are iconic, like Joanna Man. Um, so we got, you yeah. haven't heard of Joanna Man, have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> so Juana, have. yeah, well, 128 movies. and is that, is, that
1: one I, is that one I should watch tonight? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> okay. So, Take your uh, word for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, if anyone's able to watch 100, all 128 before this bracket ends, that, that I mean, that's actually doable because this bracket's probably going to be running for several weeks.
1: Okay, okay, so plenty of time to get all those movies in.
0: Plenty of time. So the bracket is going to be out on my site, jackvita.com, later this week. So keep your eyes out on social media and join my email list on jackvita.com so you can get that bracket when it becomes available. Now, later in the week, we're going to have a podcast episode with our friend, Rachel Gerhart. She will be back on the show and we're going to run through the whole bracket. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed and make sure you get that, uh, the newsletter on jackvita.com so you don't miss it. So, yeah, you're you pumped for it, Anthony?
1: Yeah, I, I can't wait to see uh who gets like the sweet 16 and after that it's just going to be the the big ones everyone knows i'm sure uh but it'll be fun it'll be fun
0: be a lot of fun i'm a
1: big i'm a big rudy fan
0: yeah yeah the first time i saw rudy that was in my apartment senior year of college i watched it with you
1: oh that was the first time you saw it yeah (laughs) geez great movie
0: yeah it's a good one so um yeah, vote in that bracket. Follow along on my social media. That, we'll start running that bracket a week from now, uh, a week from Monday, I believe. And that'll be on my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Show for all three handles. Follow along and uh, subscribe. So we got a lot of good content coming out, and then we'll probably be talking more sports again next week. Anthony, we got so much baseball to get into today, but I think mm-hmm. we should touch on a couple real quick just – Topics from the world of sports, just what's okay. going on. So, first of all, I know you're a big college football guy. College mm-hmm. athletes are now going to be right. able to collect a little something, something. What do you think?
1: I like it. I mean, they should be able to because, especially those high profile sports. I think back to like Johnny Manziel. I'm a big Johnny Manziel guy. Yeah. He, in this time that he was in college football. He was on top of the world and he wasn't able to capitalize on that. And it's really not fair in my opinion. So I I like how they kind of fixed that. And if you're a big name, you should be able to make some money off that.
0: I agree. I mean, I think it's unfortunate that the guys haven't been able to make any money. Uh, So, hey, you know, it's unfortunate for the guys who came before these guys. Uh, Mm -hmm. I do think I do think Johnny Manziel would have been the highest earner of any of these college athletes. Right.
1: Like, he was on top of the sports world, not just the college football world. For a a short time there, he was was up there. Uh, So, I mean, yeah, it kind of sucks for him that he can't uh, (laughs) go back in time and capitalize, but it's good that they fixed it now and players can uh, kind of reap the benefits.
0: Yeah. The reason I say Manziel instead of Tebow is because I don't think Tebow would have been marketing himself for all the commercials and all the money, whereas Manziel, I feel like Manziel would have had autograph shows. He would have sold footballs, they signed, done all that stuff.
1: That's 100% true. I (laughs) I totally agree. (laughs)
0: Um, And then we have Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They repeat. They've now won two in a row. Last team to do that was the Pittsburgh Penguins. They won in 2016 and then again in 2017. But it's interesting to note, Anthony, before Tom Brady arrived in Boston, Boston didn't – they had gone 15 years before their last championship. With Tom Brady in Boston, they win – over the course of 20 years, they win four World Series, six Super Bowls, a Stanley Cup, and an NBA Finals. And now he arrives in Tampa, and within his first year, (laughs) you have a Super Bowl, two Stanley Cups, and the Rays making the World Series.
1: That is, I hadn't thought about that, but that is super impressive. You're right. Like Tom Brady just brings the, the the good vibes and the championship atmosphere. I guess.
0: Yeah, Tampa Bay. They they're gonna have to rename the the city at Tampa Bay. Tampa <laughs> Bay. Tampa Bay.
1: Oh, Tampa. Okay. Yeah. I've also yeah. heard. I've also heard Champa Bay.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) That's that's a lot better than Tampa Bay, but the reason I said Tampa Bay is because Brady uh, arrived and he marketed, he trademarked Tampa Bay. He thought that was going to be super marketable, but I just don't think
1: it is. I've heard Tampa Bay because I work with someone who's from the Tampa area, and he was very excited about uh, the Lightning winning again, so he was telling me all of all about that kind of stuff.
0: (laughs) So congratulations to the lightning and also congratulations to the Mississippi state bulldogs who are now that they won the college world series. They really just, I mean, you you ended up going down to three games, but all three games were blowouts. So it wasn't a great college world series, but the rounds leading up to it were a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, and I actually watched a lot of that Calls World Series, too. I picked Mississippi State to win it all once we got to the Calls World Series, and hey, they did. And it was really fun to see. I mean, the Calls World Series in just the last few years has changed so much and the fact that there's so many home runs now. It's yeah. pretty fun.
0: It's a lot of fun. It's a great opportunity to take a look at some of these guys. You're going to have their names called tonight. Do you have right. – with you being a Texas Rangers fan, uh, I – I mean, some people may have forgotten. Hey, Anthony Franz, chief <laughs> meteorologist in Midland, Texas, nope. at News West 9, uh, official right. official meteorologist of the Jack Vita Show and game show host of the Jack Vita Show.
1: <laughs> That's right. I have lots of titles.
0: <laughs> yes. And te- Texas Rangers fan, they have the number two pick. Do you have a preference of who you'd like to see them pick tonight?
1: Uh, I'm leaning towards – is it lighter or leader? Lighter. Lighter. I'm, I'm pretty sure that we're going in that direction mm. and uh, I'll be happy if we do.
0: Yeah. Jack Leiter is phenomenal. And I mean, he, he's going to be a top five guy. I'm really interested to see where his teammate Kamar Rocker ends up landing tonight right. because right. he's got phenomenal stuff. He had a great year each of the last couple of years. Um, well, last year shortened season, of course, didn't really pitch more than a couple outings, but I mean, he got lit up a couple times in that in that College World Series, and then in the round yeah. against Arizona,
1: he sure did. And I, I was watching that game, thinking maybe he was going to be a, a possible landing spot. The Rangers could have been a possible landing spot for him. And I saw him get lit up, and I know it's very just a couple games, but and so you can't really judge him off of that. Uh, but hopefully, he has a, a great career, gets the high draft pick. I'm sure he will.
0: Yeah he he's gonna he's gonna be a high pick, and. He's yep. got great stuff, so he should have a good career. Hopefully, it all works out for him. The kid from Mississippi State, who I'm blanking on his name, that was just super dominant the whole tournament. Uh, th- I would pick that guy.
1: <laughs> what? Well, a pitcher, or a hitter? His pitcher. They oh, a pitcher what's his was- name? I know, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Bednar. Bednar. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think he might be projected to be a late first round, yeah, early like second round kind of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. So we're here at the midway point of the season. Yep. Anthony, what's been to you? What's been the story of the season up to this
1: point? You you talking like story as an in individual players or like team?
0: Anything really. What what stands out to you? Where would you like to start with this conversation?
1: Uh, I mean, one of the big stories is Shohei Otani, of course. Yeah. Like 30 plus home runs, above average pitching. Like, we've never seen something like this in Major League Baseball before, uh, where a guy is having an MVP caliber season just on the offensive side, and then you add in a great pitching year so far. His ERA got ballooned up a little bit a couple starts ago, where he gave up seven runs, but before that, it was about two and a half. Um, The guy is incredible, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely, and I feel like, I had like a forgot about Dre moment with him. He's a guy that I just lost. A, I mean, last year he barely played year before right. that. I mean, he had Tommy John, so we hadn't really seen mm-hmm. much of him since his rookie campaign. And I was, it was sort of something where it's like, what's going to happen with this guy? Can he actually do it? He's the American league MVP at this point. He's been.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Been really good pitching. Great offensively. And you know, the angels are not too far, you know, they're in that 500 range. They're not actually going to be a playoff team or anything like that. You and I previewed the AL West, the start of the season. I don't think they'd be anywhere close to where they are now. If they didn't have Otani right now.
1: I mean, hundred percent because Otani is a once in a generation kind of player. And, and, you have you have another once in a generation kind of player on that team, and that's Mike Trout. Unfortunately, yeah. Trout's been injured a lot of the a lot of the year. Uh, if we had if they had Mike Trout the whole year, they could be possibly in that wild card conversation right now. You never know. Uh, but they need more pitching on that team. They have Otani uh, hitting the ball, but I mean, he needs needs some more. I will give a
0: shout-out to All-Star Jared Walsh as having a very nice year for the Angels. Oh,
1: yeah. He and, is.
0: 100%. You know, I was hard on the Angels when they dumped poo holes. I don't think it was the right thing to do to a vet like that. But to their credit, Walsh has really flourished since moving to first base and playing first base every single day. And then with Otani, there really wasn't a space for poo holes. So I think it's actually going to work out Best for everybody that Pujols gets to play on a contender. He still gets paid the same amount of money, and the Angels are able to slide uh, Walsh in there, and
1: he's an all-star. And has been doing pretty good work for the Dodgers too. Like, yeah, he hasn't been. A, he hasn't been a liability over there either.
0: No, no he he still hits lefties very well. He's yep. great splits against lefties. Uh, Otani, you know the thing is with him, we're looking at a guy with. I think he's got 28, 29 homers. Like he's he's approaching 30. And am sure at
1: 33.
0: 33, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right, 33. Uh, the guy's incredible. He's incredible. He's a, He runs like a deer on the base paths, um, And we haven't seen anyone like it. And I think what's interesting is there are a lot of people that are kind of making their firm stances and they're saying, well, I want to see him just hit or I want to see him just pitch in. I just want to see this thing play out the way it's playing out. Cause it's great. It's must see. Yeah. He's must see TV. He's a guy that I always flip over to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, I was just actually, I'm looking at the MLB draft tracker and very surprised at the number one pick.
0: <laughs> okay. Who is it?
1: Um, Henry Davis, player. Henry Davis, a catcher. From high
0: Louisville. School. Oh, from Louisville. Wow. I, I didn't
1: I didn't even have this guy on my radar at number one.
0: No. No.
1: Pittsburgh Pirates select Henry Davis, a catcher out of Louisville.
0: Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw a lot of the high school kids up there around. I'm one. shocked
1: right now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> um on Otani though, I want to say one other thing, and I think it's that one I'm I think he's really flourishing because he's getting to play the game the way he wants to play it. He's having fun. That's important. And the other thing is, I really hope that Otani gives American baseball coaches, scouts, executives, something to think about that, you know what, so much has changed in baseball. Well, I shouldn't say change, but traditionally in American baseball, you get to college or you get to the minor leagues and you only pitch or you only hit. (laughs) And there are some exceptions to that. Jake Cronenworth uh, was a high leverage reliever in the Ray system uh, in addition to hitting. But these guys, I mean, the thing is, is like you and I played baseball growing up. The best kid on each team plays shortstop when he's and is the best hitter and the team's best pitcher. So like these guys can hit. I would love if we stripped away the DH at the minor league level and had pitchers hit a little more.
1: I mean, I I see where you're coming from, but it's just so hard to be a major league caliber hitter and a major league caliber pitcher. I mean, I guess some people can do it, but not many can (laughs) to be able to compete at the major league level, both sides of the ball. Um, And you also, if if you strip away the eight, I mean, you risk getting these guys hurt as well. Pitchers get hurt enough the way it is with all the Tommy John surgeries that we have nowadays. If you have him hitting the ball, it's just gonna happen even more. So I I'm kind of disagreeing with you a little yeah, bit, but I see fair. I see I see where you're coming from
0: I just like I like giving people stuff to think about. Jacob deGrom, yeah. guy played shortstop in junior college. Well
1: he
0: can hit. He he can hit.
1: Exactly.
0: He's been hitting. There have been a number of good pitchers. It's fun to see pitchers that hit. And I think that would be I think that's the way that like a lot of the reason why people want to have the DH of the major league level is because the pitchers don't hit a whole lot. But if you right. had them hitting through the minor league system, I have to think oh. that they're going to hit a lot better than they do now.
1: They, they definitely would, yeah. Did you, just somewhat of a subject change, did you see the Padres relief pitcher a couple nights ago? I did, yeah. Grand, grand slam. That was unbelievable. His first hit of his career. Off
0: Scherzer was a, too, mind you.
1: Off Scherzer. That was unbelievable. So I love moments like that and it wasn't even a cheap shot either it was 30 40 feet over the fence <laughs> <Yeah>. like
0: <laughs> it was a great moment i mean see that's the stuff is when that happens twitter erupts and when twitter erupts i mean that's typically well typically he, a good thing
1: he golfed that ball it was in it was almost in the dirt <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> it's a thing of beauty it was great um, but yeah totally otani i i would say that that's i mean if you want to, we can, we can even start with our awards here. He's my yeah, AL we MVP. Yeah.
1: Before we, before we say that, though, my Texas Rangers just drafted Jack Leiter.
0: Oh, let's go. From let's Vanderbilt.
1: Go. love, the love pick. to see it. I like the pick. He's going to be a front of the rotation type guy uh, within the next several years. So,
0: love hey. it. Shout out to uh, your boy Colby Allard has been really good this year. He's yep. been great on my fantasy team.
1: He's on your fantasy team. I didn't even realize.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he
1: got a loss today.
0: Yeah, not a great, not a great outing today. But for the most part, <laughs> I mean, it seemed like his last five or six starts have been like five or six innings, one run. Yeah. Pretty he's good. Been, he's
1: been doing. He's been doing better lately. So yeah, that's awesome. Right. He's on your fantasy team. How about this?
0: I'll give you something. Sticking with your Rangers. My American League Rookie of the Year. It has to be.
1: Yeah, it has to be. Adolis Garcia, man.
0: Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll turn it over to you for that.
1: No, like, I've been, especially early on this year, he got so hot in April and May. It was unbelievable. I think right now he's got 22 home runs, 62 ribbies, some of the top marks. Whether you're a rookie or not, that's some of the top numbers in the American League outfield. Um, he was—he got into the final uh, vote for American League outfielders for to get to the All-Star game as a starter. He, he didn't win out, of course, but he is a, a reserve on the All-Star team as a rookie. Uh, the guy's unbelievable. Nothing phases him, especially early on this year when the Rangers were actually somewhat competing a little bit. He would go up to the plate in the 7th, 8th, ninth inning, or 10th inning uh, and just rake. Hit home run after home run, clutch situation after clutch situation. Uh, I love watching him play. He has slowed down a little bit lately. Kind of picked it up in the last couple of weeks again, uh, but he can play. And he was designated for assignment twice in the last like two years, uh, and then he just broke out this year. I love to see him.
0: Yeah. Wait, did you ever expect this from him at any point?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> although although I will say. After his first home run this year, uh, he got called up from Triple-A like two weeks into the season. After his first home run this year, I think in his first or second game with the Rangers, I picked him up on my fantasy team, and that was a great move.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is a great move. You know, the other guy who was sort of a similar story for the first quarter of the season, we're now halfway through, was yermeen Mercedes with the White Sox. Right. And he he oh. fell off.
1: He fell off
0: people were like so enamored with him. And I feel like it was just because, well, one, it was a good story, but two, he was the opposite of Larusa, and Larusa is such a lightning rod that people really, a lot of people don't like him because he's not a very warm or cozy guy, but it was unrealistic for a lot of people, their expectations for Mercedes to continue to produce at the level that he was, because it seemed pretty clear that it was a, just a classic case of a guy having a hot start. Yep. League figures you out, and then, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was um, happy for him that he had that stretch. but
1: It was an unbelievable stretch, honestly. He was leading the big leagues in batting average in at least the first month of the year. Yeah. Um, I think he went eight for eight to start the year. Yeah. Eight, eight hits in his first eight plate appearances. So, uh, yeah, he did fall off a little bit, and he has not even starting anymore at this point every day. But it was good to see his start there.
0: All right. So, National League Rookie of the Year, who do you have?
1: I have Miami Marlins, Trevor Rogers. Yeah. He's been pitching lights out. He's also on my fantasy team (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and doing great things.
0: Yeah. He's got a sub two five ERA. Like, I think he's like a two three eight, something like that. Uh, really the clear front runner on the National League side. And really the only guy that I think could sur- – well, obviously you have a whole second half. But right now in terms of the one guy I see who could potentially surpass him is another pitcher, and that's Ian Anderson with the Braves. He okay. was fantastic last year in the postseason. He's been really good to start this year. Um, but, I mean, both those teams are pretty disappointing at this point.
1: Also on the Astros, let me find him real quick um Presley he's not a rookie. Luis Garcia. Oh. Luis yeah. Garcia is a starting pitcher. He's right. got a, a 3.06 ERA. He's doing pretty good, but still way behind uh where Trevor Rogers is right now. Oh, Garcia, well, Houston's an American yeah. League team anyway. Yeah. My bad.
0: <laughs> hey, they were not they 10 years ago from now they were a National League team. Right. That's
1: true. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> um okay, and then we can revisit uh Manager of the Year, and this was where we're going to kind of bring up some of my bold predictions for the year. My bold prediction was that Tony La Russa, at age 78, would win Manager of the Year with the Chicago White Sox for the first time in, we're looking at, you know, 40 years. And I think he is the American League Manager of the Year up to this point. White Sox have been the team that, I mean, look at all the injuries that they've had. They They lost... Jimenez they lost Robert and when they lost both those guys a lot of people said well the, the twins are going to run away with the division Sox are just going to be an average team and then maybe next year they start to hit that peak and move into contention uh Tim Anderson was on the DL Nick Madrigal is out for the year now they've lost so many guys uh Kopech and Crochet two of their best relievers their bullpen isn't fantastic their starting pitchers there are a couple guys we'll talk about them shortly, I'm sure, with the AL Cy Young. But, I mean, Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, the two guys they were expecting the most from coming into this year, that neither of them have been great. And this team, I mean, they're running away with the American League Central. I think Tony's doing a really good job.
1: I 100% agree with that. Uh, Definitely in that conversation, I think another guy in that conversation has to be Alex Cora. Yeah, uh, because absolutely. the Red Sox are not expected to be as good as they have been this year. Um, and they're doing, what's their record right now? It's pretty good. Uh, it's like see.
0: 55 and 38, something like that. Yeah, I don't
1: something like that. They're doing uh, great there in Boston. So I think Alex Cora is also in that conversation.
0: Yeah, they are at 55 and 36. White Sox are at 55 and 54 and 35. So they're really quite close to each other.
1: Yeah. And the Red and then, Sox, uh, they were picked in the MLB.com uh, preseason rankings, opening day power rankings were 20th. So they're to probably go from 20th to, I don't know where they are right now in the power rankings, but they're the top three records in the American League. So,
0: yeah, they probably would be in that same. I mean, I made my preseason uh, power rankings. And I dogged on Gabe Kapler and the San Francisco Giants. And that team is – it's yeah. its amazing. It's shocking how mm-hmm. good they are. I think Gabe Kapler is the National League Manager of the Year at this point.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the same exact thing. I don't think you can go any other direction uh, than Gabe Kapler at this point. The Giants are in first place of the division, the best record in baseball. I don't think anyone expected that, yeah, especially I, in the division they're in. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. They're, they're in front of the Dodgers. They're in front of the Padres. Everyone was talking about it's a two-team race potentially in the National League. You have the two best teams yep. in the National League in the same division, and they're both trailing behind the San Francisco Giants.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable what they're doing there in the Bay.
0: Yeah, so then uh, Cy Young We'll we'll, okay. we'll 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 skip through the NL pretty quick. It's Jacob Degrom. There really, is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, there's no other there's no other Sorry. guy than Jacob Degrom. I mean, his ERA did bump over one uh, recently, but for a while there was like a half a run average. So that's pretty incredible. He's given up a few runs in his last few starts, but that's expected. Um, but yeah, you can't pick anyone else than Degrom at this point.
0: Yeah, and then in the American League, I'm really curious to know who you have, Anthony.
1: It was a tough call for me here.
0: It's really hard. Um,
1: it was a tough call. I, I'm not. I'll, I'll give. I'll say some one thing about one of my Rangers pitchers. It, this is not my pick, but Kyle Gibson having an incredible year. Absolutely, he was he was the American League leader in ERA before his last start, uh, in which he gave up five runs, unfortunately, and lost that ERA crown. Uh, but, and he's probably fourth on my list right now. Kyle Gibson is fourth in the Cy Young rankings on my list. Right now I have Lance Lynn at number one.
0: I, that's what I was going to guess you had. I mean, he's a former Ranger, but I mean, really I was between, I could go Lynn or Rodon with the Sox. They've had two Cy Young caliber guys. And with Rodon, it's just that's another one that's just so shocking. He was non-tendered, yeah. the, he was a guy that some other teams kind of were interested in kicking the tires on. He had been injured quite a bit, he'd struggled with his control. Um, but I mean, both those guys are ERAs around 1.5, something like that. They, I think, they both have sub two ERAs. Could be wrong. Oh, on oh. that.
1: Lance Lynn's the only American League pitcher with a sub two, and it's one point okay. nine, and it's 1.99.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I exaggerate a little bit. Uh, Rodon, <laughs> his was a little lower, but yeah, both those guys have been exceptional. And again, they would not be in this position if it were not for those two guys. Because of yeah, hundred their...
1: percent. Yeah, like they've been lights out. Uh, and the other guy on my list ahead of my guy Kyle Gibson is Garrett Cole.
0: Yeah. And Garrett Cole now, is uh, its he's a guy that a lot of people are interested to see how he, he does in the second half, and I think that's what's going to be so interesting, especially with these pitchers in the All-Star game this year, the drop-off from first half to second half, is there a drop-off uh, more so than any other year? I'll just leave it at that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so who, and, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. I was going to say so who's your National League MVP? We've already said Otani in yeah. the American League. I don't think
0: this one's too hard. Fernando Tatís Jr. and I want he's another one like Otani. I really want to give him a lot of props because with Tatís prior to this year he'd only played 140 games, something like that, and we saw how good he was, but he had gotten injured a little bit. Um, And I I had some concerns. Look, he was a high prospect, super talented guy, but we've seen so many of those guys, especially, I mean, look at him. He went on the cover of MLB The Show this year. There was so much hype (laughs) on this guy. Uh, So much hype. And we're looking at a guy who's, I don't really know who's close to him in this NL MVP race. I mean, maybe there are a couple names, but he's clearly the front runner to win this award. He might. Be a member of the 40 40 club by then this season. I mean, it's looking like he's got a really good shot at it. Dario Madrano said on this show a month ago that he said he could be the first member of the 50 50 club.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> Pretty bold.
1: That is bold. But I mean, a guy like that could do it. I'm not a big fan of players of that caliber running that much because you can just get hurt, in my opinion. Um,
0: Yeah, you're you're concerned about injuries here. You don't like pitchers hitting. You don't like stolen bases. I I am
1: concerned about injuries. Injuries hurt and kill teams. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and just like stealing bases in general, I'm not a huge fan. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Because so many times you had a guy stealing second base, and they would have scored anyway because the next guy hits a home run. Or the next guy walks, they would have got the second base in the first. In the they would have already got the second base after that walk, anyway. uh, I I just don't think the risk reward is there. Uh, There there are situations in which a stolen base is is a good thing, but I don't think there's a lot of situations.
0: Okay, I like the stolen bases. I think it's I think it's entertaining. I also like seeing the ball put in play. Um, plays at the plate, I, yeah. that's, those are things that excite me. So I, I'm, mm-hmm. pro, I'm pro stolen bases.
1: No, I, I, I see it too. <laughs> and it, it is exciting, 100%. But sometimes when I'm watching a game and I, one of my players gets caught stealing second and then the next guy hits a home run, it's like, you didn't need to steal second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I am starting to come around on this idea that they can they can adjust some kind of rule on the stolen bases, so let's say we see this a lot. Guy steals the base, comes off the bag for a one. There's one picture frame that shows the guy coming off the right. bag, yeah. gloves on that. him. That is the. I think that's the maybe the worst thing about the sport right now. Um, yeah, it's
1: it's horrible. I hate that too. One of my, yeah, I'm right with you.
0: So I I don't know how you implement some kind of rule where it's like on stolen bases. Like you have to be off the bag for x amount of time in order to, or is it just once you make contact contact with the bag, you can't come off it until I don't know how you adjust that rule. Yeah, Maybe you do some kind of rule where you can't review the stolen bases for an out on it because the thing is is instant replay should only be there to fix egregious things. It's yeah. not to oh, there's this one little frame on a pickoff or a stolen base where he's got the glove on him, where he comes off the bag for less than half a second. No, it's awful. It's, we yeah, hate it.
1: It's, it's not for that. You're right. I hate that too.
0: Yeah, it's it's so bad. Okay, uh, let's get to the all-star rosters here, Anthony.
1: Okay, so, let's
0: do it. All right, do you want to start with AL or NL?
1: Uh, let's, let's go the American League.
0: Okay, so I'm going to give you listeners. Here's who is playing in tomorrow night's All-Star game. And I think some of the – we do have a couple guys who are out, so I don't know if we have – we know who's going to fill in to start for them. Maybe you if if that information is available, Anthony, maybe you can fill me in. But we'll start with the AL. And let me first just give you – these are who the fans voted in as your starters. You got Salvador Perez at catcher. From the Kansas city Royals. He's uh, having a really good year. Uh, Vladdy, Vladdy jr. Another guy that we, he's another guy that in that Tati's Otani echelon of guys who have been just so extremely impressive this year, he's batting 337, 28 homers OPS over 1100 Marcus Semyon, his teammate in Toronto. He's starting at second base. He's having a great year. He's going to get paid. This winter, most likely, Rafael Devers from the Boston Red Sox. He's at third base along with his teammate, uh, Xander Bogart. So you have, uh, if you're not counting the catcher, you have an all AL East um, infield. And then sure. in the outfield, you got Aaron Judge, Teoscar Hernandez, another Blue Jay. And Mike Trout was voted in just out of the respect for Mike Trout. But right. he's been injured the whole year. So who would you have voted in instead? Do you have any corrections to who would be your American League All-Stars?
1: Yeah, I think the fans overall did a pretty good job out of my... And, of course, they voted a Otani at D8. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're right. Sorry, I missed that.
1: So I think overall, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Out of the nine positions here, I have seven of the nine as deserving all-stars okay on my list uh i think two of the outfielders if you look at just the whole frame of work uh, i had two outfielders different and everyone else the same
0: okay that's the same for me so i'm i have to think we probably have the same players i would think um i don't have mike trout in there because as much as i love the guy as great as you are i don't think you should be voted in based on reputation i think you need to earn it Um, And then I also did not go Teoscar Hernandez. Same, same here, man. Okay. So did you have Cedric Mullins and Michael Brantley? I have
1: Cedric Mullins.
0: Okay. And who's, (laughs) oh, Adolis Garcia.
1: I don't have Adolis Garcia either. I have my guy, Joey Gallo.
0: Yeah, that's right. There we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The guy's been unbelievable uh, in the past month or so. Like if you asked me a month ago, if he even deserves to be an all-star, the answer is a clear, a clear no. Um, but he's been the, maybe the best hitter in baseball, him and Kyle Schwarber, maybe in the last yeah. month. Uh, Gallo has 11 home runs just in his last 12 games right now. Uh, he leads the American league and walks. He's like third and on base percentage. His OPS is up to like nine twenty-three. Um, he's having an all-star season. And when you look at the other outfielders uh, that are there, that are po- that could possibly be starter, uh, in my opinion, no one beats Joey Gallo.
0: So yeah, I would go Brantley. Brantley's hitting three twenty-seven, OPS of eight fifty-two. Um, I mean, I like the high batting average. He's not much <laughs> of a power guy, um, so I would go Brantley. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, yeah, I, I think we're we're agreeing on like ninety-five percent
1: of this here. You know, but you, no no one gives respect to the on base percentage. I bet Gallo has a better on base percentage than Brantley.
0: He certainly does, because Brantley's is three seventy two. So Gallo's is probably three ninety two.
1: Yeah, four hundred two. It's hard to beat a four hundred two on base percentage when you're, he's only hitting two forty or something like that. Uh, it and he's has he leads the major league in walks. Uh, so he's got that four hundred two on base percentage, twenty five bombs, like. I got to go, Joey.
0: (laughs) All right. That's fair. That's fair. And then on the National League side. Oh, well, I'll I'll mention one more thing. I did vote uh, Correa instead of Bogarts, actually. But over the past week, since that was, you know, two weeks ago, uh, Bogarts' numbers have been, I mean, uh, Correa dropped a little bit. He's going to skip the game anyway. Um, So what's the point of me putting him in there if he doesn't want to go? But uh, part of it was just that Bogart's defense isn't great. So, but if you look at how good he is offensively compared to everyone else, aside from aside from Correa, like he belongs. He definitely belongs there.
1: I agree, hundred percent.
0: Okay, so then the National League is a little tougher because we do have some guys who are not going to play. Um, We have some injuries. We're looking, though, here's who the fans voted in. We have Buster Posey. Buster Posey, of course, uh, really having a nice resurgent year. One of the great stories of the season. Batting 328, OPS of 968 OP, OBP of .421. Um, great, great year for the San Francisco Giants. They would not be having this kind of success without Buster Posey. He's been their best player, uh, a position player. We've got Freddie Freeman coming in at first base. Adam Frazier, the first time All Star for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's batting 328. Uh, gr- great year over there at second base. Third base, Nolan Arenado. Uh, and then we got from the now the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, Fernando Tassis Jr., of course, playing shortstop. Tartisa's numbers, by the way 294, 374. OPS of 1049, 28 homers, 60 RBIs, 20 stolen bases. So he's leading the NL in homers, RBI, stolen bases. Phenomenal year for him. And then we have Ronald Acuna Jr., who sadly blew out his knee. He tore his ACL yesterday and is done for the year. So we're not going to see him in that game, and that's a huge blow to the Braves. We could talk more about that in a second. And then we have the two. Cincinnati Reds, Nicholas Castellanos, and Jesse Winker as your outfielders for the National League. Dessert. So, Anthony, did you have any corrections or differences here?
1: Yeah, I, I have several differences on on my list here. Um, what about? The, 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 are you pretty much chalk here, or you got some big differences?
0: So, I had two. I had um, both corner infield positions.
1: Uh, I'm with you there. Well, who do you have at first base? Max Muncy. Yep, I'm right with you.
0: Yeah. Muncy, you know, there are there are there really isn't one first baseman that's having like like on the AL side, you have Vladdy who's yeah. running away and with it.
1: I wanted to stay with with Vladdy. If it wasn't for Otani, like he's yeah. a clear M V P candidate. Or he he still is an he, MVP candidate, yeah. but he's the he's an M V P front runner on a normal year. Yeah. Like uh, Vlad Jr. is having an incredible year. So, yeah, yeah, There's not something like that in the National League, but Max Muncy is having a, a very good season.
0: Yeah, it's uh, like there are a number and it's the same thing with third base. I think both those positions, there's no cl- like Chris Bryant was running away with third base and then he just dropped off a cliff the start of uh, it was like start of June. He had an awful month of June where he batted around like 140, 150 for the whole month and that sunk him down. Before that, you were looking at maybe an MVP guy on the NL side with him. Um, But both those corner infields, it's like there are four or five guys who are in that range of like a 260, 270 batting average Um, quality OPS, 18 to 20 home runs, but really Muncie, I think had the best numbers. I mean, highest OPS, 18 homers, 47 RBIs, 412 OBP, best OBP of first baseman. 262 average. With Freeman, you're looking at, you know, similar... He's got, at least when I looked at this yesterday, same number of home runs, same number of RBIs, but his OPS is 100 points lower. His OBP Mm -hmm. is 40 points lower. Yep. So, yeah. And then, who'd you have for third base?
1: Third base? I I went back and forth between two guys a little bit. I ended up going with Justin Turner.
0: Yep, me too.
1: But... A close second, I have Eduardo Escobar with Arizona. I mean, Arizona didn't have a whole lot going for him, but <laughs> Eduardo Escobar leads all National League outfielders in home runs and RBIs, 20 and 60. Uh, I almost went with it, but I went with Justin Turner. He's got the higher on he's on base is 395, OPS 899, which are better numbers, uh, better probably overall hitter. Uh, but Eduardo Escobar almost snuck in there for him.
0: Yeah, I like Escobar too. I went. I ended up going Turner. Uh, he's batting .302, .391, 881. Uh Better than Aronado offensively. Aronado is obviously better defensively. It's a little surprised that Aronado got in there. His OBP is only .323. Yeah,
1: people just know that. Sometimes people they know the name, yeah, uh, and they go with it. I mean. People know Justin Turner, too, but Aaron Otto has been a staple for the last several years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, so we have no Posey, no Acuna. I, I don't think we know who's filling in for those guys. I have to think it's Real Muto, the catcher, and then I don't know yeah. who's in outfield. Um, what were your other gripes that you have with this list?
1: See, the outfield... Um, you want Schwarber you to... in there. I have I have Schwarber as, as one of my starters.
0: yeah. So you want him instead of Winker, maybe?
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I didn't even have Winkler replacing Acuna. You oh. know who I got?
0: Uh, let me take a look here at the names. Uh, so your other outfielders, uh, are you going Brian, uh, Brian Reynolds?
1: I am. Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah. Man. I, I,
1: I wasn't even – I didn't know he was having that good of a season until I started, like, looking up some of these stats – Uh, And Pittsburgh's got some good players. Adam Frazier, who's starting a second base, leads the whole big leagues in hits. Yeah. Like, Pittsburgh's got some players right now. Um, They don't have a great team overall, but they got some players.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's it's good to bring up Reynolds and Frazier because we've been hard on the Pirates for some of those trades, trading Cole and not really getting anything spectacular back. Um, mm-hmm. And they end up trading Musgrove, who was the centerpiece of the cold trade, right. and right. then Glass. Now, of course, everyone the much maligned Chris Archer trade, where they got Glass, they gave up Glass now, nice. Shane Baz, and Austin Meadows. And but Ooh, you
1: know that's, what? That's a, that's a haul.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Brian Reynolds trade is the one that they got right. That was he was the centerpiece of the Andrew McCutcheon trade with the San Francisco okay. Giants. So. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a little something there for the Pirates moving forward. They got a couple of all-stars. Um, gives the fans a little something to be excited about. Not really much of a pitching staff. Not really much of a, a major league ball club for that matter. But, I mean.
1: <laughs> right. But Did you that,
0: have yeah. any other corrections to this lineup?
1: That was it. That was all I had.
0: Okay. And then we have for our reserve. So, here are the rest of your All-stars. Uh, we'll start with the American League. We've got Mike Zunino, Matt Olson, and Jared Walsh as your first baseman. Zunino, catcher. Uh, Olson. another one. If he was on the NL side of things, I would have voted for him as my National yep. League first baseman. He's having a great year.
1: He had two home runs today against the Rangers.
0: Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Altuve and... Uh, Whit Merrifield, Jose Ramirez, Carlos Correa, Tim Anderson, Joey Wendell, Michael Brantley, Joey Gallo, Odolis, Garcia, Cedric Mullins, Nelson Cruz, and J.D. Martinez. Do we need three D.H.'s on this roster?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's an all-star team. So in my opinion, if the stats are there, if they've had a great season, you can have another D.H. in there. Uh, I don't think position matters that much to me. Um, If if you're having an all-star caliber season, you deserve to be in the all-star game.
0: Yeah, I just thought that was funny. They have three DHs. So uh, those are your AL all-stars. And um, then we have our pitchers. I guess I'll give the pitchers. Shane Bieber, Garrett Cole, Nathan Eovaldi, Kyle Gibson, Kikuchi from the Seattle Mariners. Do you know what his first name is? I always forget.
1: Start with the y. Uh, Yoshi? No, it's not Yoshi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, anyway, we got Lance Lynn, Carlos Rodon, uh, Chris Bassett, who was initially left off the team, and he's a replacement made on the roster. Even though he didn't pitch well today, he's having a great year. Uh, Aroldis Chapman, Matt Barnes, Liam Hendricks, Ryan Presley, and Gregory Soto. So let me ask you this. Was there anyone that you felt should have been on the roster who did not make the roster?
1: Um, First of all, I'm going to talk about the Houston Astros for a second because I think all four of the Astros selections decided they're not going to go to the all-star game.
0: That's correct. Yes.
1: And, and they have their own reasons, personal reasons and so forth, but it makes you wonder all four of them. Like, do they just not want to go to the all-star game and get booed?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that could be part of it, for sure.
1: Like, I I saw that and I was I was like, very interesting. But also But I mean, aren't they
0: getting booed everywhere that they go? Why would it be different?
1: I don't because it's an all-star game. I don't know. Because they just they, they want to be recognized for the good season they're having, and they thought by going to an all star game and getting booed is kind of counterproductive, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think You bring up an interesting point because Jacob deGrom is opting out. There are some other guys who are choosing not to play. Uh, Really not too many. Um, I feel like this is kind of being spotlighted a little bit. And I feel a lot of times people like to get on Major League Baseball and say, like, oh, this is a big problem. We need to fix this. Like, this is not what we're looking at with the Pro Bowl. Like, with the Pro Bowl, where they don't even play football. Or the NBA All-Star Game, where they don't even play defense. Or anything that looks like defense. This is still, the Summer Classic is still a great time. It's a lot of fun. I think if players want to get more time off, I'm I'm cool with that. I think we could, if you think about how in the NFL, and obviously it's a very different sport, the NFL, they have a much shorter season. It's a four-month regular season, and they get a whole week off in the middle of that four-month stretch. With baseball, if you want to talk about reporting a spring training in February. And then if you're in the playoffs, you're playing up to, or you're in the world series, you're going from February to November, seven months. (laughs) They at no point have one week off where they can just go on vacation or go home or whatever. (laughs) So if we were to just, maybe we start season a week earlier, maybe we talk about shortening the season to 154 games or something like that. Um, I'm not avidly against that um, shorting this season. I prefer to stay at 162. I love baseball. I don't want to watch less <laughs> baseball games. But I would be all for next year, and I'm sure this will come up in the next labor agreement this winter, and that's going to be a whole mess. I hope I hope everything goes well there. But, yep. I mean, if we want to give them a whole week off for 10 days rather than just three days – I mean, would you have any kind of problem with that, Anthony? Is there any kind of problem there with that?
1: I would just be sad as a baseball fan to have a week <laughs> without baseball.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think but maybe I – I
1: definitely see what you're saying, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would, I would feel the same. And maybe slow down a little bit of momentum by just having that break. Um, but I don't know. I think if that's something that these players are concerned about, like I would be okay with – yeah. I would be okay. I'd be fine with that.
1: Yeah, I would be fine with it too. Yeah.
0: We need to. That would be a tough week to podcast, though, because you really wouldn't have any sports right. in the middle of July. Nothing else going right. on.
1: <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot. I mean, this year we got like NBA and NHL stuff that just finished up. Yeah. Uh, but on a normal year, that ends in June.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, on the NL side, we got JT Real we have Yadier Molina, Max Muncie, Ozzy Albie's, Jake Cronenworth, uh, Chris Bryant, Justin Turner, Manny Machado. So you got uh, a total of four third basemen with Eduardo Escobar included on the bench for the NL side. So five third basemen making the National yeah. League team. Yeah, uh, Trey Turner, Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford's having a great year, by the way. That's another guy that. It's been kind of fun to watch with this Giants team with Crawford and Posey. They've been around for so long. Uh, I don't know if Crawford, I don't think Crawford was there in 2010, but you know, those guys won a championship in 12, they won one in 14 and now they're going for another one in 2021. So that's pretty, pretty remarkable. Yeah, it is. Uh, Mookie Betts is another guy who's opting out of the all-star game, which when I heard that, I was surprised he made the roster because he's batting 240 uh, with not like 10 home runs and an average OBP. Like he's that's more of a name than anything else. I, I don't think he belonged in that all star game based on maybe his numbers, he's, Maybe
1: he's opting out because he doesn't feel like he deserves it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the honorable thing to do. <laughs> um, your boy, Kyle Schwarber, who I hope gets to start in place of Acuna tomorrow, that would be. He deserves it. He's been must-see TV for the last month. Uh, he's not in the Home Run Derby. Mm? Oh, I'm bummed Schwarber's not in the Home Run Uh
1: Derby. Yeah, it would have been a good one, 100%. I do do like the – we'll probably get into it in a second here, but I do like the Derby field. Oh, yeah.
0: We will get into it shortly. Uh, Brian Reynolds and, uh, goodness, Juan Soto. I almost called him Gregory Soto because Gregory (laughs) Soto (laughs) – also an all-star. Chris. Still- of course I do. Yeah. He, <laughs> he won rookie of the year and then he had a cocaine problem.
1: Did he? I didn't know. I didn't know that. <laughs>
0: yeah. And they kept playing.
1: He was a ranger for a few seasons, for a couple seasons.
0: He was great for uh, that one year. And it was like, yeah. And yeah. I thought maybe he gets off the nose candy and he returns <laughs> to himself, but he couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, your pitchers, Corbin Burns, Hugh Darfish, Jacob DeGrom, Kevin Gossman, Herman Marquez, Trevor Rogers, Zach Wheeler, Brandon Woodruff, Walker Buehler, Max Scherzer, Freddie Peralta, uh, Taiwan Walker, Josh Hader. We've got Craig Kimbrell, Alex Reyes, and Mark Melanson. Was there anyone that should have been on this NL side?
1: I can't really think of anyone. Although I, I'll be honest, I don't follow National League as much as I do the American League, since I watch a lot of Rangers baseball. Uh, but everyone that you just mentioned seems to be deserving. Uh, one person I want to highlight: Kevin Gossman on the Giants having an unbelievable season. Uh, yeah, maybe the starter of this game? or they now the started?
0: He's no, he's not playing. He's, oh, either, he's not playing. He pitched. I think he pitched today, so he can't pitch. Gotcha. Well, out. yeah.
1: He is deserving of it. If uh, I know Degrom's not playing, so
0: yeah, you have Darvish, Degrom, and Gossman all out. So I think I'll probably go to Corbin Burns. That would be my guess. Okay,
1: yeah, he's having a great season too. Yeah,
0: Woodruff's out. Um, Bieber's out. I hate, out how, the, and I
1: hate how there's so many players out. Yeah, and players yeah. opt out. It just kind of takes a little bit off off this game a little bit. I think. Uh, well, the, I know
0: I was gonna say the problem with a lot of these, a lot of the main thing with these NL pitchers is a lot of them pitch today,
1: right? And and you can't avoid that. But the guys that are opting out, besides that, I hate that. I mean, come on, you you're selected to be in the All Star game, you gotta you gotta show up. Come on.
0: Well, I'll tell you it's, one. It's an honor. Something that you should like, then Anthony is our boy Ronald Acuna Jr unfortunately again he tore his acl yesterday he said he's going to the all-star game he's not gonna play but he said i was voted in the fans want to see me i'm going i love that i love
1: i love yeah me too uh acuna is an amazing player and i love watching him it's so unfortunate that it happened to him just was it was it we're recording Mm -hmm. this the day before uh on sunday the day sunday before the all-star game is That that happened just yesterday on Saturday?
0: Yeah, it did. Yeah. I had the game on. I was cleaning up my room. I had the volume off. And all of a sudden, I looked over, and I just saw the Braves crowding around a guy. And I was just like,
1: oh, gosh.
0: Yeah. This is awful. <laughs>
1: yep. I hate to see it.
0: But, I mean, if he had not gotten injured, he would have been the guy that I would look at as – I mean, he's in that MVP race on the NL mm-hmm. side. He was. Yeah. Um, huge blow to him the Atlanta Braves, the Braves. This is another one of my, um, well, no, we'll, we'll do that in a little bit. We'll save the Braves, but um, okay. Yeah. So one other name that I, I know he didn't get in. He was a Rangers prospect. Who's now a cub Kyle Hendricks leads the league and wins Julio Urias is tied with him. Both those guys have had really good years. Uh, Wins, obviously not that important of a number uh, compared to, other metrics such as ERA and whip, but Hendricks, unfortunately the guy always peaks in the second half of the season. So he's never an all-star. I (laughs) really hope he gets in there one year.
1: Yeah. He's a great pitcher Uh, and you're right. He has this great second halves and that's kind of a a bad thing about the all-star game is it only gets the best players from the first half of the season. Yeah. Um, But that's just how it works. I guess the second half guys, uh, don't get the love that the first yeah. half guys get. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope he gets in soon.
0: Yeah. He, he always paces himself. So he's typically starts slow. Um, he throws around 88 as is that's where he's topping out a lot of times, maybe 90. He could throw a little harder, but he would not have what he ends up having at the end of the year if he was throwing harder. So he paces himself. He's great at the end of the year. Um, We'll see if the Cubs end up training him over the next couple of
1: weeks. We'll see. It could be interesting. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay. Yeah. I think the other thing I want to say about these all-stars is with pitchers, I don't have any gripes with any of these, especially this year, just because if you look at the numbers of what these pitchers have this year, it would be so much more dominant than what the pitchers 10 years ago would have had going into the all-star game. So there's so many guys,
1: especially on the national league side. There's a lot of guys with several guys with a sub two ERA.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Any other thoughts on the all-star game itself? Are you excited?
1: Are are you, are you a fan of watching the all-star game? I know some people say they don't even like to watch it. Really? Uh, Will you sit down and watch all nine innings?
0: Yeah, I will.
1: Yeah. I, I love it too. Like It's the best players coming to play on the same field. I mean, I love it. Yeah, 100%. I love –
0: so a lot of people typically, like, they see the All-Star uniforms on Twitter or whatever, and those are just the uniforms that they wear when they have the practice and then sometimes they wear them for the home run derby. I really – one of the things I love about the All-Star game is just seeing all the different jerseys out there and the ball caps, like, from different teams – I think that's really fun. I love like it looks really good aesthetically. Um, I love the matchups you see well
1: I'm gonna stop you there I'm a, I hate to break it to you Jack but I Ooh. think they're they're not they're not doing that this year okay they they have, they have an all-star jersey that all the players are wearing in game
0: and that's one thing
1: that I, and that's one thing I don't like that they're doing this year they're not letting them you uh, wear their own jerseys
0: yeah, I hate that I hate that that's awful. And yeah. I saw it see I saw what that uniform looks like and it looks really bad. They want to they want to sell these uh, uniforms but right. I just don't know who wants to buy an all-star game jersey.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, who does? And yeah, they, and they're using them this year in the game. So that's, that's unfortunate. Awful.
0: That is awful. Yeah. Well, nevertheless, I love the matchups. Um I really think I have I ever told you my idea? Have you ever heard my idea as to what I would add to make this game mean something in the future? Going kind of going back to what we had with the game sevens in the past. What's your idea? So traditionally, it, from uh, 2003 through 2015 or 16, I think was the last time it happened. 16, I want to say. Yeah. They used to the the winning league had home field for game seven of the world series. I actually yep. didn't have a huge problem with it. Um well, I think you, people- you
1: weren't a team of the Texas Rangers during that time <laughs> 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 The but Rangers on you know, oh, the only two World Series that they got to, the National League won both of those games <laughs> and the American League has won like all the rest. Yeah. The, the National League won in 2010 and 2011, the two years the Rangers made the World Series. And, of course, in 2011, that World Series did go seven games, and we were in St. Louis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I actually – so I actually think that – I can see why you would hate it. I, I I, get it. But I think, like, realistically, I, I don't think that if you win – 102 games in a, a really bad division, which can often happen, and then another team wins 98 games in a way more competitive division. That the team essentially is uh, rewarded for having a worse division. Like I don't think that it should equate. Like I mean, there isn't really a clean way to determine who yeah, gets home I, in the All Star Game.
1: I agree. Or in the World <laughs> Series. Sorry. Yeah, 100 percent. Because, yeah, I mean, with the way baseball is, it's there's American League teams still play American League teams a lot more than National League yeah. teams. So uh, the different records can mean different things in each league. It's not exactly like a, I think in basketball now you pretty much play every team the same amount almost. <laughs> if, that was the same, if that was the same in baseball, then you could definitely do that. But it's not the same. So it, you're right.
0: And I love the fact that we have that in baseball, that it makes it more special when you have the interleague games. In fact, I would dial back interleague more when you when you eventually expand to 32 teams. I would love to kind of go back to more of an old school NL and AL don't play each other as much unfortunately they have to play each other as much but anyway so here's the oh, idea i don't think
1: that's i don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> no
0: no it's not but i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i can to try to make yeah, a okay. change for the better. i got it but okay so here's the thing the all-star game here's what i would like knowing that there's no clean way for one team to have a, a home game seven and really like that's a huge advantage there's real no way to determine that so here's what we're gonna do anthony
1: Okay. What are we going to do? Let's say
0: the Texas Rangers are representing – they win the American League this year.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) They win the American League. We're we're losing only 10 games in the second half. (laughs) We're going
0: 60-10. The AL wins the All-Star game. And then – the rangers are going to play against the cubs in the world series they're just an example here so the rangers the al won the all-star game so the rangers now have the decision they can choose either home field for game seven or play they get to choose which league's rules they play the entire world series with so, oh my gosh, they could make the Cubs have to DH the whole series, but then they don't get home field for game seven. Okay, <laughs> so wouldn't that's... that be interesting to see teams have to make a d- tactical decision there?
1: It would be interesting, yeah, yeah. That's thinking out of the box there. What do you think people would do?
0: Uh, it depends on, I think it'd be case by case. Like, if you have a team like the San yeah. Francisco Giants this year. They never lose at home, it seems. So they would automatically take the home field and then figure out the DH later. Um, Some teams, like the Boston Red Sox, when they have Big Poppy, they're automatically going to pick, well, we want the DH the whole series. We don't want to play NL rules
1: and have Poppy play first place. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's interesting. I think it's too many moving parts for that to actually happen. Yeah. (laughs) But it is an interesting idea.
0: It's good podcasting content.
1: Yeah,
0: it is. All right, so we got this home run derby, and yeah, I pro All Star game. Excited for it. Um, Hope we have a a really great game. The home run derby, though, Monday night at Coors Field. And again, by the way, we won't get into it. Um, I do feel for all the Atlanta people. This is really crummy. What happened to them? They were so excited to have the All Star game, and we're not going to touch on anything of that nature. But it's a crummy situation. I just want to say. It's not only crummy for Atlanta and their fans, but it's also kind of crummy for Denver and Colorado because they're going to get people unhappy with them, and they just—they're like, "Oh, well, we just want to have the All Star game. We didn't mean to take it from you. We didn't want to do this. We just want the All Star game." So, we have—we have it at Coors Field. It should make for a great home run derby. Balls are really going to fly there. And this is what I want to do, Anthony. This is—I'm going to give a shout out to Brian Cohen. Uh, who was initially going to join me for today's episode, but Anthony was able to pinch hit for him. I contacted him a couple days ago. Brian had something come up. Uh, and anyway, want we'll Brian back on. But Brian suggested that you and I have a home run Derby draft. So we got okay. eight, we got eight guys to pick from. And basically we're drafting for a winner. So we each get four guys. And I'm gonna give you as the guest, Anthony. You get okay. the number one pick.
1: All right. All, all I need is one pick. <laughs> okay. I think, you, I think you know what direction I'm going.
0: Well, I actually don't because you got – oh, is it Joey Gallo?
1: It's Joey Gallo. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this guy – like, I've been waiting for Joe, Joey Gallo's whole career. This is like his sixth major league season. I've been waiting for him to get a home run derby invitation because this guy has – unbelievable raw power uh he puts on a show during batting practice before the games like i can't wait and just his home runs in games they regularly go 450 460 feet like i can't wait to see joey gallo in coors field hitting home runs like that is my number one pick
0: all right i mean i can't i mean i can't dispute that i was really i didn't know if you're gonna go otani or gallo um, I have to take Otani here. This is a yeah. value pick.
1: Yeah, I I, I see that. Uh, if Otani so to-
0: wins this thing, that is going to. I mean that that's probably the best outcome for the sport. Um, just the star power of Otani and what this guy's becoming. Um, but I think he's probably got most fans rooting for him. And if he delivers, I mean, it would be it would be phenomenal to see.
1: Okay. Okay. So. I think Otani, if you look at the bracket, has a yeah. tough road to, to win
0: Yeah, he has uh, to face one Soto.
1: In the first round. And yeah. Soto didn't have a whole lot of home runs this year, but he can he can bop them. Uh, and so I think Soto is a wild card right there. But my second round pick here on this home run derby draft is who I have in the second round, Otani versus Pete Alonso. I'm Ooh. picking Alonso.
0: Okay. Polar Bear Pete, Uh, I believe he – did he win it two years ago? Yes, he did. Yeah, so he's the reigning champ. Um, And by the way, just to let the listeners know who else we have to pick from, we have Trey Mancini, who beat colon cancer last year. Fantastic story. Awesome story. Matt Olson from the A's. Trevor Story, the hometown guy in Colorado. We've got Sal Perez of the Royals. First time – We've only had two catchers in this home run derby since Joe Mauer did it in the late 2000s. Um, Gary Sanchez did it a few years ago. Sal Perez competing in it, and then Juan Soto. So,
1: Joe Mauer won. Joe Mauer won a home run derby. He did. I forgot against man. against Josh Hamilton, and everyone remembers Josh Hamilton's performance, but Joe Mauer actually beat him in the final round.
0: So yeah, that was uh, 2008, and Josh Hamilton hit 31. Yeah. Was it 31?
1: Old Yankee Stadium. I think it was 28 in the first round, and that's before that's yeah. before the the new rules took place. That's when you only had 10 outs.
0: Do you like the new yeah. ru- format?
1: It's kind of fun. I, I, I'm kind of indifferent. Yeah. I, I think they're both fun, uh, but yeah. so I'm,
0: I will say one thing. I do think that. The new format is probably more popular, more interesting for the fans, which is obviously why we do it.
1: It's quicker. It it, quicker. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I understand that. However, I do think that, you know, in my time as a baseball player and just taking hacks in the batting cage and doing home run derbies with my buddies, it's really – the thing is I feel like, you know, there are a lot of guys who are opting out of this event. Some don't want to get hurt. Tatis doesn't want to get hurt. I believe there's a greater chance of a guy getting hurt in this new format than in yeah. the old format because it's not natural to just hit. Okay, pitch, hit, hit, hit. You're right. trying to hit him as fast as you can. That's get extreme, tired. Get
1: it's tired. extremely
0: tiring. Extremely, extremely tiring. There's a reason why you'd have a guy – Bop one out of the park and they let two pitches come through the zone and he just wouldn't swing because he was resting to get that next bop on there. So I feel like we probably have a greater chance. Like one of the things people are unhappy with is that some of these all-stars are not doing it. Traditionally, you typically have all the top guys in there every year. Um, and there are a lot of guys who are not choosing to do it. Aaron Judge didn't want to do it again. Tatis isn't doing it. Uh, You could go down the list. Vladdy Jr. didn't come back for this. I think we'd have a greater chance of having those stars in there if we had the old rules. Um, Yeah, and then there have been other guys who've said that it messed up their swing by doing it. So it's really, do you weigh this new format and how entertaining the new format is or the old format with potentially more star power?
1: I mean, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to pick, but I mean, you, you want as much star power as you can, but I, some guys are just, some guys may not do it either way just because yeah, it, it's not worth it to them to risk injury. Or some people think that even affects your swing for the second half of the season. Like I don't buy into that really, but some, some players do.
0: Yeah. And then the the other thing that kind of stinks about the new format is there's more pressure on the pitcher to throw good pitches, um, right, which right. isn't very fun. But again, yeah. <laughs> home run derby. These guys,
1: most of these guys are professional. They're like the third base coach that are always throwing BP. So yeah. they can, they're pretty good at what they do.
0: Well, I remember Chris Bryant had his dad do it for him. Oh, and it, yeah. it was like, it's a great story, but his dad really just was not delivering yeah,
1: for him. <laughs> didn't do too well. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs>
0: 2015. Okay, so we have uh, you picked... Joey Gallo first. I picked Otani second. You took Polar Bear Pete three. Yep. And I'm going to go here with Matt Olson. I think Matt Olson is a little bit of a dark horse here. Uh, That's a good I, pick. Think, I think this is an opportunity for him to kind of get his name on the map. He came up, uh, it was like 28, 2017 or 2018. I think it was 2018. He came up. He looked great in his rookie year. And then in 19, Chapman and Semien really overshadowed him. And he was was still good, and then last year is really a year that, you know, was a COVID year. Olsen's been so good this year. He looks like a rising star. This is a chance for him to get his name, get his face on the map. Um, So I'm going to go Olsen.
1: And kind of a fun thing uh, that the Rangers and Athletics did yesterday on Saturday, uh, they had Gallo and Olsen. Who were both in the home run derby, of course, kind of do a practice round home run derby against each other. Uh, they took the, they took the batting cage away, just like they have in the home run derby. They added a catcher, and they had players <laughs> on both sides, just kind of lounging around the first and third baselines like a home run derby. It was kind of cool. Did they do it yesterday or Friday? Yeah, it was they did it on Saturday.
0: Oh man, I missed it. Who won?
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> they, they, they didn't have like they, they didn't give us like scores or anything. They just uh, told us. That. <laughs> okay,
0: that's that's pretty sweet. So we no. have remaining. We have Soto, Perez, Story, and Mancini. Who are you going with?
1: I'm going with the dark horse. Juan Soto.
0: Yeah, that's a great pick. I I really think that that's the toughest first round matchup. Well, I mean. If you want to count the four seed as a high seed, but I mean, if you're going Otani, okay, so Gallo and Olsen are your two and three, and Otani's the one seed, so they get Story and Mancini, um, and Otani's got Soto. I would, Soto's the last guy I'd want to see out of those three.
1: Right? Yeah, I agree. So I picked him. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you have next?
0: I'm gonna go Mancini. I mean, it's okay. a great, another great. I'm go, rooting for the story with him, um, but. Yeah, I guess I'm stacking my odds pretty well by going Olsen and Mancini. So one of them has to move on to the final. Right.
1: <laughs> and my last pick here, just because I don't think Story has any chance, even though he's the home player wow. here, he doesn't have any chance against Gallo in the first round. So I'm going Salvador Perez.
0: <laughs> That's cool, because I was going to take Story. Why is Story not have a chance in your book?
1: Because he's against Gallo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very fair, very fair. I mean, he's got he knows how to hit him in that ballpark. Uh so there's a little bit
1: of an advantage I'm there. I'm pretty sure Joey Gallo knows how to hit him too in any ballpark.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. No um, Story, so I think the last time I remember so uh Polar Bear Pete won in 19. Do you remember where the All-Star game was in 19? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I don't – I don't. oh, no, that wasn't – I'm trying to think what kind of – yeah, I, I don't remember. I, it's sad. I don't remember. Um, I mean, but, I, got a, I
1: got a computer right here.
0: Okay, but 18, I will say, Bryce Harper won it in front of the hometown fans. Uh, so that was pretty fun. That was the last time that happened in Washington.
1: Oh, right. I do remember that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, 19, and then he them. 19 was in Cleveland.
0: That's right, that's right. yeah. Cleveland that if I had to have one guess, that was on the tip of my tongue. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, so those are, that's your home run Derby preview. Um, I'm
1: feeling I want, pretty good about I feel pretty good about my roster.
0: So you have, well, we'll just run through it one more time. Um, I have
1: Gallo, Alonso, Soto and Perez.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a good squad. and then I've got Olson Mancini, uh, Story. And Otani, so
1: yeah, you got the number one home run hitter this year, but I got Gallo. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, so now we're gonna do another segment here, Anthony, where you and I were right and where we were wrong. Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't warn you about the segment or anything, so I don't know how many s- strong predictions or thoughts you had coming into the season, but I'd love to know. Uh, what you think you got right coming into the season?
1: Just in general?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I have my, we'll run through it in a second. I have my five bold predictions for the MLB season this year, um, and we'll see how those predictions are looking. But I'm curious, what kind of predictions you had, and how they're how they look good? Which ones look good so far?
1: Well, I definitely didn't make like five bold predictions right. and like have them down. Uh, yeah. We did do, we did we did do an AL West podcast we preview, did. and uh, I was pretty high or decent, not super high, but decently high on the Seattle Mariners, and uh, they're six games above 500 right now. I don't think that's surprising a lot of people. Yeah, uh, so I'm pretty happy with that pick in that I picked Seattle to be decent this year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There we go. And, yeah, that team's been fun to watch. They've been entertaining, and they're doing it without Kyle Lewis and without some of those other guys. Jared Kelenic. Without
1: without Kelenic. Kelenic was awful in his, like, stint (laughs) with the team. Um, I traded for him in my fantasy baseball league, and it turned out to be a horrible trade.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, for sure. No, the thing is with Kelenic, it seemed like the guy came in a little too cocky. Uh, He was – he was really sort of like complaining about how his service time was being manipulated. And then he launched his own like clothing brand the day he debuted. And like, look, you can do that stuff if you perform, but if you don't perform, then people are going to have an issue with that. And I mean, maybe you just weren't ready. I mean, you came up and you, you, he went, he was in a really bad slump. Like he was like, like a one for 40 type of slump before they
1: sent him back down. Right. Yeah, it was horrible. He was not doing well. And I still think he's going to have a great career. He's right. a he's right. an impressive talent. I'm pretty sure in the second game he had a home run. He's like three for four with the home run and the double. Um but then after that he didn't do a whole lot. He's yeah. still gonna have a great career. He's a great player. Just got off to a rough start this year.
0: Yeah. Um my five bold predictions. So we'll start with number one. I said You, Darvish, uh, or sorry, Zach Davies will have a lower ERA and pitch more innings than you, Darvish, will this year. And Anthony, I know you're a big Darvish guy with his time in Texas. That prediction is dead wrong at the All Star game. (laughs) We're looking at uh, Darvish is around a 309 ERA, Davies is at at 437, and then uh, Darvish pitched about 12 more innings than Davies. Uh, yeah, so he's just having
1: a good season.
0: He's having a very good season. Now we'll see how he does. I mean, there was a time where there was a documented video of him going to the glove and taking something, putting it on the ball. <laughs> so we'll see how he does here in the second half. But I, I will say that to Davies credit. He, he came out, he had a really horrible April. And since like the last two last month and a half, he's been great. So I'm wrong on that so far and probably will be wrong on it this season. (laughs) Uh, My number two bold prediction for the season, and this is also Cubs-related. Three of them are – four of them are Chicago-related. I thought it would be fun to do Chicago stuff. Number two is that Javier Baez, his on-base percentage will be below 300. Uh, I'm I'm right on with this one. I think his OBP – you want to pull up his OBP real quick, Anthony? I believe yeah. it's around two seventy-five. If I had to guess,
1: Javier Baez twenty twenty-one on-base percentage is two eighty-five, two eighty-four.
0: Yeah, that's re- that's really not good. <laughs> no, it's not. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, his OPS so, is so. not
1: OPS is not horrible. Seven seventy-seven. Uh, but he does have twenty-one homers, so that helps yeah. him.
0: <laughs> Leads the league in strikeouts. He's striking out 39% of the time, I believe.
1: Hey, if you got more strikeouts than Joey Gallo, you're doing something wrong. <laughs>
0: um. So, hey, I got that one right. Uh, number three was that Tony LaRusa would be the AL manager of the year. Uh, still got time on that one, but that one's yep. looking strong, I'd say. Looking decent. Looking, looking decent there. Decent. Yep. Okay. Number four was that the Tampa Bay Rays would win the American League East for the second straight year. Now, at this time, the Boston Red Sox are actually the team that's in first place. Rays are a game and a half out. However, I did say that I thought there's a good chance the Yankees could finish third in the AL East this year. The Yankees are in fourth place. So,
1: Yeah, they're pretty much at a dead heat with Toronto. Pretty much tied for third. Uh, I think Toronto, like, one percentage point above. Uh, <laughs> Because Toronto's forty-five and forty-two, and the Yankees are forty-six and forty-three. They're both three games above five hundred, but still, yeah. yeah, basically they're in a dead heat with Toronto uh, for third slash fourth place. Not, not, not where they wanted to be. And one of the su- kind of surprises uh, of the season is that they're only three games above five hundred.
0: Yeah, um, so okay on that one. Uh, and then the last one. This one I think is probably the worst one. I said that. Chris Bryant would win World Series MVP as a member of the Atlanta Braves.
1: Oh, (laughs) that is a bold prediction.
0: (laughs) So it's looking like we got a report a few days ago from the Athletic that the Cubs are already shifting the sell mode. So the Cubs are going to, it sounds like they're looking at their big pieces being Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell. Uh, Buster only said that he believes Craig Kimbrell is going to be the most sought after basically the best trade chip uh, here at the deadline. So it's an opportunity to Cubs start to replenish the pipeline here, maybe do the reverse, the raw, this Chapman trade when they gave up uh Glaber Torres, a top 20 prospect, a, a great prospect for a high leverage reliever. Um, you can never have too many relievers. So, the Cubs are probably going to be selling these guys pretty soon. Now we'll see if they end up trading Bryant, or if they're going to try to re-sign Bryant at the end of the year, we'll see if they end up trading anybody else. I mean, I think some of their relievers are some guys they could trade. I think uh, maybe they trade Baez. We'll see. Um, maybe Baez comes back on a one-year deal. Yeah. The, Atlanta Braves are not going to win the World Series. That's the part that's way off on this. I had them winning the World Series this year, and this season has been a gigantic kick in the groin for the Atlanta fans. It's,
1: but they're only four games out of the division.
0: It's true. It's true. You have any <laughs> thoughts on that, Anthony?
1: I mean, I'm just saying that there's always a team in the second half that makes a run. And could it be Atlanta? Maybe.
0: I, I mean, I will say if Atlanta is able to just get to the playoffs, or, I mean, hey, maybe they win the division. The division's not very good this year. We thought it, thought that Atlanta, was- Atlanta
1: has – they're four games out, and they have the best run differential in the National League East.
0: That's, that's something I look at. that That is something there. The Mets run differential, so I'm pulling up these numbers now. Uh, the Mets are at a plus nine – the Braves are at a plus 19 and the Marlins that are a plus 17 the Marlins that are in last place. Um, I do think run differential is important, but I mean, we'll see if that's a significant number or not. It's just 10 runs better than the Mets. Anthony. uh Oh, we froze. Anthony, you you're frozen, man. Um, I'll, I guess I'll keep going until I get Anthony back here. Um, But I do think if the Braves are able to – Anthony, I'm going to try to – here. Let's see. Anthony, do we have you? No. Okay, Anthony, uh, I don't know if you can hear me. Okay, yeah, try to re-come in. Um, I will say, as Anthony tries to come back in, that the Braves, if they're able to somehow get to the playoffs – after losing Acuna, after the whole Mike Soroka thing happened, Marcelo Zuna, Oscar Noah Travis starno losing the All-Star game, all those things, I mean, if they lose all those things this year, and they still make the playoffs, that's a great story right there. Uh, we still don't have Anthony back. Anthony, uh, let's see if I can get him back. Um, but we're, we're close to wrapping up here. So um, I guess I'll touch on just a couple other things. It'll be interesting to see, do the Braves end up going in the direction of, do they want to buy at the deadline or do they want to sell? Because Freddie Freeman is approaching his free agency. Are they going to re-sign him? Are they going to flip him or some other guys here at the deadline? That would be very interesting to see. I think there's going to be more deadline talk that we're going to have to get to. Uh, I will run through the standings. And I really hope we get Anthony back in here. But if we don't, I'll wrap this up shortly. Uh, okay, in the AL East, Red Sox are leading. They are up on a, a game and a half over Tampa, Toronto, and New York are eight games back. But they're lurking in there. They're competitive. The White Sox have an eight-game lead over the Indians and the AL Central. And the AL West, uh, probably the – well, I don't know. It's a, There are a lot of good races, but that – Houston and Oakland race is a good one. Oakland's three and a half games back. And hey, look out for Seattle. Seattle's six and a half games back, and they're a team that could sneak into that wild card. Be real interesting to see if they were to bring up any of those prospects that they have in the minors, um, such as Julio Rodriguez. In the NL, the Mets lead the NL East, but the Phillies I don't know. I'm starting to kind of think maybe the Phillies are the team in the second half here who can heat up. They had a really good week, uh, beat the snot out of the Cubs and really uh, just a lot of, yeah, the Phillies are having a pretty good uh, they're playing some good baseball right now. We'll see if it's enough. Braves are four games out. Phillies three and a half games out. Not really sold on the Mets. I feel like the Mets are kind of winning it based on They're not really being a real challenger here. Uh, Nationals could be a team that sells. Schwarber would net them a nice bundle here at the deadline. The Milwaukee Brewers, uh, after that series, they just swept the Cubs uh, about, uh, about a week and a half ago. And the Reds are actually only four games out. So the Reds are heating up. The Big Red Machine, they're playing some good baseball the brewers pitching is going to be real tough to beat here in the second half. They've three all-stars in Woodruff, Peralta and uh, well, that's not even counting Hader as a reliever and Burns, but three starting pitching all three starting pitchers that are all-stars. Uh, Cubs and the Cardinals have fallen off a cliff. Cardinals have had a lot of injuries. They might be selling off pieces here. I think they're pretty much out of it. Like the Cubs are out of it. Pittsburgh's bad, but no one cares. In the NL, really the best race out of any division. You're looking at the Giants, the Dodgers, and the uh, Padres. And the Padres are five games back. Dodgers are two games back. Giants are 24 games above 500. So uh, there's going to be plenty more for us to discuss coming up here. We're an hour and a half into this podcast. We lost Anthony. So I'm going to wrap this up for now. Oh, Anthony.
1: Anthony's back anthony's back hello my phone died
0: (laughs) should have brought a charger
1: oh it's on the charger now
0: (laughs) um so i just did a little rundown of the divisions where everyone stands uh where the braves are um i was actually just about to sign off so do you have anything else you want to bring up about the mid-season here any other stuff that we didn't get to today
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think we covered quite a bit, Jack. Sorry (laughs) about the technical difficulties just right there. Uh, But it's been a great first half of the season. A lot of great storylines. Otani, Vlad Guerrero Jr., absolutely love him. Uh, As a Texas Ranger fan, I'm excited that we have three All-Stars on a team that's 20 games below 500. Uh, So I'm excited about that. I can't wait to watch this All-Star game. Um, and I can't wait to watch the second half of the season, even though my Rangers are not really in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it, Anthony. Uh, you're doing a great job over there at NewsWest 9. Um, how can people follow along with everything that you're – all the storms that you're forecasting? Did you have to go in the uh,
1: station today? I did go in a little bit uh, to help out just a little bit. We, our weekend crew is handling most of it, but I had to go in and just help out some. But follow me on Twitter at Anthony Franz WX. Uh, I'll post a lot of stuff there, weather related or not, some baseball related stuff too. Uh, I'll be tweeting about. So that's where you should follow me is on Twitter at Anthony Franz WX.
0: All right, there we go. And uh, your pick for just if you had to. So Rudy's your favorite movie. Who do you? Which movie do you think will win the movie bracket?
1: Uh, it's hard to. Think of them right now. There's so many great uh, sports movies out there. Ru- Ru- I love Rudy. Like when people ask me my favorite sports movie, it's I usually say Rudy, even though there's so many out there. So I just can't wait to see. Uh, I'm sure when I look at the bracket, they'll be like, "Oh, I'll I'll start remembering movies that I really love." I'll like oh, I'll give that a little. One that one was great. Yeah.
0: I'll give a little tease here. I feel like Remember the Titans is one that a lot of people are going to pick to win. However, that's a great movie. I believe Friday Night Lights is a better movie than remember the Titans Now I don't okay. think it's going to beat I don't think it's going to beat Remember the Titans but I think Friday Night Lights is a just a tremendous movie that's often overlooked
1: That's great and and living here in Midland Texas I, it's hard to disagree with you <laughs> <laughs> but um, also another movie uh, that I can't see wait to see how far it goes Coach Carter.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good. I like one. that one.
1: That's a great movie.
0: How about the rookie as another Texas movie? Oh,
1: Dennis Quaid, Texas Rangers. Let's go! I love that movie.
0: I love that oh. movie too. Um, even though he was playing on the Rays against the Rangers,
1: but yeah, still, still a great movie. It was all, as a kid growing up. It was awesome to see uh, the stadium I loved and always watched in an actual movie. Sounds cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, Anthony, are you going to any ballparks? Uh, this summer, any new ones that you haven't been to? Well,
1: I I went to uh two two ball games back in April or May. I think back in May, I went to two Rangers games uh, at the new uh, new ballpark there, and it was unbelievable. Like I love the new ballpark, AC absolutely love that, and it's just really nice in there, and uh, I recommend it.
0: Good stuff, yeah. So I need to go to the new one. I got to see. Uh, the ballpark at Arlington, which I know they changed the name of, but it'll always be the ball- ballpark in Arlington to me. I went to, yeah. I was there that final weekend. I loved it. I was sad that it was gone. Does it make you sad that they're not playing at the old one, or is the new one so good that you just sort of leave it in the past and you're yeah?
1: There's some the there's one. some nostalgia there that you're kind of sad about because it's the ballpark I always went to growing up. Uh, but there was. Uh, the, the the heat was awful sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to have this new and the new ballpark is it's beautiful inside. Um I love it, so I'm not too upset that they changed.
0: All right. And I'm going to in 2 weeks I will be in Ohio. I'll be going to an Indians game and a Reds game in the same weekend. So if we have any Reds, if we have any Cincinnati or Cleveland local listeners Hit me up on Twitter, and we can meet up at the game or something like that. <laughs>
1: I've been I've been to the Indians ballpark once uh, several years ago. Never been to Cincinnati, though.
0: Yeah? You like progressive field?
1: Yeah, it was a good ballpark. Went there for a game back in, like, 2015 or so. Yeah. Uh, it was fun.
0: Yeah, that's the year I met you.
1: 2015?
0: Yeah, that's when I transferred in, and we had uh, a okay. calm together. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: And I just remember you were a super friendly guy and you were like, Hey, you like baseball. Yeah. Let's talk some baseball. (laughs) We'd like go get breakfast after class. A lot of time.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Good times of old Valpo. You. Okay. So follow Anthony on Twitter. Once again, that Twitter handle is what Anthony
1: at Anthony Franz WX.
0: All right. And you guys can get in touch with me at Jack Vita show on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Jack Vita show, go to jackvita.com and check out this bracket, it'll be out in a couple days. Join my email list, just uh submit a form with your email, subscribe to the Jack Vita show, whether it's here on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, just subscribe. You won't miss out on any of the good content we have coming up, and it's a help for me. I'm trying to get this out, this podcast out to more people. Uh, Would love to try to make a little money doing this thing. That'd be great. Um, So if you want to help with that, share this with your friends. Just tell them about the Jack Vita show. And uh, we greatly appreciate that. So until from now, until Thursday, I'm Jack Vita. Bring in the dancing lobsters. Bye, everyone.